There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Chris Evans here. A big thank you for downloading our Virgin Radio podcast. Coming up on this week's edition of The Best of the Breakfast Show with Sky, Jamie Oliver talks his new cookbook, Veg. Ramesh Ranganathan chats about his time in the Sahara for his new Christmas special. And Brian Cox, not the professor, the actor, discusses the return of Sky Atlantic's succession. Plus, David Hasselhoff, Pete Tong, James May, Ben Stokes, and so much more. Take our next guest, throw in some roughly chopped vegetables, add a generous lashing of Christmas and a sousson of lovely jubbly, and you're in for a real festive foodie treat. His new plant-powered cookbook, Veg, is out now and here to tell us all about it. It's the crowd-pleasing geezer himself, the wonderful Jamie Oliver. Morning, Jamie. Plant-powered and crowd-pleasing. I love your there Christmas you tour of our show, so I think it's amazing. Um, so um, when when did you start the, this promotional tour and when does, it, when does it end and your Christmas truly kick in? Uh, okay, so I don't really do that much promo anymore these days don't ask me why just come and see your friends uh, yeah I, oh. that works out better for me well, and, and I really enjoy it and of course it is the Christmas season so I do get very 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 excited but uh, Mrs Oliver keeps the kind of festivities a little bit later she likes a fresh tree so the tree ain't <laughs> up yet it might go up this weekend uh, she don't like needles on the uh, on the floor so uh, yeah um, very excited and of course with five kids it's magical congratulations um, and uh, yeah it's just it's it's uh, been a, a fairly colourful year for me, so I'm kind of I'm looking forward to spending some time with the family. Right, twenty fourth book, your twenty fourth recipe book. Do you remember the first recipe in your first book? As in the first page? Yeah, well, whatever. This is the, um, your, your first. Well, the first book memory. nearly never happened. It was ba- my, my first book was notes on the back of sort of like orders and you know oh, beer mats cool. in a bin liner, yeah. um, and it nearly didn't happen. Um, and my wife does like to clean, but it was kept in a bin bag under the stairs. Um, and um, and I thought she'd got rid of it, but luckily it didn't. You know, that first book, uh, it, it, that was 20 years ago now. 20 years this year. This will be my 21st Christmas special. Um, <laughs> we got a Christmas special uh, this weekend. And, um, yeah, I can't believe it. Uh, your new book is called Veg. It's out now. Everybody's talking about veganism. Okay, you can go as far as you want with it. I'm Monday to Thursday because I love my meat, so I free myself up Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes I don't go there, sometimes I do. Uh, we've got to support the farmers, all sustainable farming, all our local producers, all our local butchers and retailers. I love to go and hang out with those guys and those girls. But vegetarianism, it's massive. Mm. I went to Tom Carriage's pub, The Coach, on um, last Friday, and now Tom's vegetarian menu in The Coach has more items, dishes on it than his meat and fish menu. Right. That's how things times yeah, yeah. are times are changing. Well, I think it's it's. Um, I think first of all, one of the thing about any kind of ism, whether it's vegetarianism, vegan, it's like a, people talk about it like a club. It's not. It's your choice to do what you want. And if someone's creative with anything, they can make it marvellous. One thing is a fact is that we as a nation need to eat more fruit and veg. And actually, it's not about going forward. It's about going back to our grandparents and our ancestors and, and kind of finding that balance. So the idea of rattling out meat three times a day, seven days a week is kind of bonkers. It's bonkers for the food system, the planet and you. So, you know, I wrote this book eight years ago and I held on to it. And I've never done that in 21 years um, because the timing wasn't right. And it was still a quite an aggressive conversation about, oh, 
oh, I do, I eat meat, I don't, who are you? You know, actually, if you look at a lot of our kind of Mediterranean brothers and sisters, they're doing pretty much what you're doing, actually. I, I think what you're doing is, is exactly what I do, which is Monday to Thursday, give or take, I'm rattling out as many delicious, incredible veggie dishes. Yeah, and stay um, light as well, really yeah, light. focus for work. Yeah. I think you'll see, you know, it's good for your body, good for your wallet and all that business. And then at the weekend, I, I do it again, exactly the same as you. I go and have conversations with my butchers, fishmongers, you know, uh, go down the local market and, and, and make it spectacular because it should be. Um, you held on to it for eight years, all right, and, and you, you think the time, the time is now, and I agree with you entirely. Uh, when you put a book together like this, does it have, a, have to have a flow to it like a movie? Um, it can have a flow. It so can have a structure. Any twists in here? <laughs> um, well, the, inter- the, the interesting thing about this book is, uh, so when I wrote it eight years ago, the design was more beautiful than now and the pictures were more beautiful than now. Yeah. Um, so actually, um, holding on to the book was about timing, which I believe is everything. Um, uh, just because you're ready to tell a story doesn't mean that everyone else is you know, ready to hear it. At the same time, just from a design graphic point of view, you'll notice now it's very clean, very fresh, and it just doesn't feel hard. Uh, so I reshot the whole book and had to control one's ego because that's, you know, part of the job. You know, some of the books I write are about voyages, journeys, and beauty. And some of the books that I do are like manuals. It's like, you know, it's like Meccano or Lego Damn. or something like that. So um, what you'll notice if you flick through the book is a lot of colour, a lot of comfort comfort food dishes from your pastas, curries, pies, um, but also some stuff that you've probably never heard of before. <laughs> so hungry, read, looking at it. Uh, right now, we love you. A, we love you. B, we love you. C, we love you. D, you haven't brought any blooming food in, for heaven's sake. You um, always bring food in. Uh, do you know What's what? What's wrong with you? Because it, it was my virgin voyage to virgin. Yeah. Um, I was uh, overexcited and I had a lot to do this morning because Jules is away yeah. taking my daughter to university uh, for the first time um, and I had to look after all the kids, okay. so I was behind. I'm don't sorry. Don't believe any of that. Sorry. And so sorry. Don't believe any of that. So 20 years, so 20 years next year? It's 20 years this year. What date? Do you know? Um, it was about... It was in October this year. OK. So about uh, two months ago. All right, so 25th cookbook next year. You've got to have a bit of a silver anniversary for that, haven't you? 25th Bond film, 25th Oliver Well, it'll cookbook. be 25th book, not year. What about Jamie's Double O Heaven? <laughs> God, you're so good That's with the name well, today. I'm going to have to steal all these ideas. Clock. Right, you've got to go. We've got to move. say goodbye and thank you? You've got to go. Bless you've got you. to go. And, Otherwise, we're going to the game. Are you going to the game? You going to the Manchester United game? Uh, I think I will. He's be. a gooner I mean, for my what? sins. Yeah, yeah gooner. Yeah. With, you know, you're playing in what game? Playing what match? Well, we're Actually, playing in a lot of matches where we lose. Oh, you're going to see if you can win a second game in a hundred years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so, so imagine going to yeah. football with. Are Romish, you a gooner though. as well? <laughs> well, no, I, I would like to go with him. Yeah, I'm a gooner because my son's a gooner, and I used to be a Cambridge United supporter, but I live right next door. You know what you are now? What am I now? A gooner. A gooner. Go. Ciao. From Guna to Gunner. Cheers. Happy Christmas, Jamie. Round of applause for Jamie. There you go. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Our next guest is without a doubt one of the busiest people in show business. Fresh from hosting the Royal Variety Performance, he'll soon be updating you on his misadventures, becoming a festive, reluctant landlord on Sky (laughs) One, and he's touring the UK. (gasps) Please welcome the comedy whirlwind that is Ramesh Ranganathan. Good morning, Ramesh. Thank you very much. Again, again. Welcome again. One of the busiest guys in showbiz doesn't feel like a compliment um, well you yeah, are it absolutely and is. that's how your that's how your new show starts <laughs> yeah that's true that special. is true yeah. it starts with that's that clip true, yeah, you true, know, it's yeah. your joke it's, yeah. it's actually your yeah, joke yeah I don't like other people making it though <laughs> <laughs> sorry well I was going right. to apologise that's okay no, um, I verbal warning it. or written warning what do you want I think let's go verbal now and then see how he behaves oh, thanks going forward thank you. Yeah. I'm sorry is it a call to HR yet or not no 
Uh, not yet. Not yet. Uh, no, not oh. yet. Okay, we're going to talk about your Christmas special, which I've seen and is wonderful for so many different reasons. Thanks, Chris. It's sensitive, it's funny, um, uh, it's a, another voyage of self-discovery for you, and I know you like those for various reasons, um, but of course you are in this other show, and uh, many other shows, uh, but one particularly with this guy called The Reluctant Landlord. Yes. So, The Reluctant Landlord. For Ramash Ranganathan, uh, see, The Reluctant Anything. Is that fair enough or not? I guess so, yeah. I mean, I've slightly... I mean, that was kind of the whole... Premise. The whole premise. When I initially got into... uh, Like travel shows, for example, I think part of the thing was that I'm not a seasoned traveller and (laughs) I'm not good at at throwing myself into those situations. I think that was part of it. I think I've got better as I've done more of them. But... um, but I'm still pretty bad, yeah. See, when I first came across you, I wasn't sure whether I bought this this reluctant, this monotone sure. reluctance. But I, yeah. get, I really believe this yeah. now because <laughs> it, it's 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 like being in in I'm a celebrity. You can't keep it up for more than three or four weeks if it's not actually real. And you've been yeah. at it for many, many years. Yes, now. yeah, it is me. It, is, it, it really is, is all me. You, yeah, it? it is. Yeah, and it's so funny because you you love your job, mm-hmm. but there are parts of it that make you reluctant to have to sort of put up with it. Well, I think that you know if you talk about in terms of like the travel for example I think that when I started doing those I I always felt that travel shows were always fronted by people that really were keen and into it and that's great Uh, and there's some bits that I enjoy but I just thought if I don't then I should just be honest about that and so that's where that kind of came from but um, you know you're right I do I do I do want to do the travel shows. I thought they couldn't force me to do them. I'm yeah. agreeing to do them. But at the same time, I just sort of try and be as honest as I can about the experiences I'm having. You know? Right, so you end up in the Sahara. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Bullseye. Uh, without your mum. Without my mum, So yes. mum's not there this time. No. So you're literally flying solo until you meet your new friend. Who's your new friend? New friend is this guy called Boo Boo. Who's a superstar. Yeah, he's Absolute great. He's superstar. great. So he, um, he basically spent most of his life living in the desert. And he, um, he's got this desert camp that he takes people out to to, to see the desert. And he basically show he his his whole thing is that he thinks that the desert is the best way of life. And um, he he loves everything about it. He loves the climate. He loves the scenery. He loves what you have to do to survive in those conditions. And um, basically, he tries. He spends the show trying to convince me that he's right. That's essentially what happens. Pitching right. a tent in a sandstorm—that was quite an interesting scene. I thought <laughs> just you and him. You genuinely—I mean, there are camera people around, but they're not allowed to interfere. No, they? they're not allowed to interfere. And, uh, and he. So we tried to put this tent up. It wouldn't work. We couldn't. We just couldn't. You're supposed to. You know, you're trying to get the tent up, but because of the strong winds, the stuff kept just blowing away, and we couldn't get the tent and up. And you can see the wind because of the sand, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. great. Yeah, it's horrible. It was, it, it was horrible. Um, and then he said to me, he actually sort of said to me that the, the tents. He'd only really brought the tents be- for my benefit because he would ordinarily just sleep on the ground, and so that's what we ended up having to do because it was impossible to put up the tent. All right. Why did you have? I think it was a dog, wasn't it? Why did you have? a stuffed toy dog gaffer taped to your arm by your new friend Boo Boo in the desert. Well, apparently, if you get bitten by a snake, one of the things that you're supposed to do, one of the things that traditionally people do is they they kill a dog and then strap the dog around your arm so that it draws the poison out, the, the, the body of the dog draws the poison out so so Booby wanted me to to practice so with, we, with, stuffed with a stuffed dog. toy yeah. where did you get where, did you have to take that with you did, did no you there some... was like a little there was just a little kiosk <laughs> it's just, it's, it's like it was 
It's like the 4th June on the left or something like that. It's so just a little guy. Just <laughs> How a... many stun dogs did you have with you? <laughs> yeah, no, we just had the one. No, Teddy never takes one. Teddy <laughs> takes 10. Think, Radio takes I reckon, one. I reckon we must have had like five. Like, Does this dog work? <laughs> yeah. Does this play? Does this dog play? Is this the right dimension? Is, to this, go la- over is your this landing? Arm? Is this is this jump landing? I'm not sure it's clear that it's a dog. Can we get can we get one of the well, other I, ones? I, 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 that was interesting. Um, and uh, then he t- he told you about scorpions. Scorpion. If you get stung by a scorpion, it it doesn't kill you, does it, Robert? No, no, it doesn't. Surprise, surprise. I mean, it's yeah. not pleasant. No, but actually, when when I um. When I first, I did when I did my first ever travel show, Asian Provocateur. Ooh. I was yes, I was I was talking to the, I was doing a piece to camera like the first day of filming, and I felt something crawl across my foot, and it was a scorpion, and I just leathered it straight into a bush. I I, I, I ignored all of the instructions I'd been given. You're supposed to sort of stay still and let it pass, and I just sort of kicked it away. And uh, if you can run to a bush, it's probably that's probably where they live. It's probably scorpion Scorpionville. Yeah, that's true, actually. I mean, I don't know if I'd, I'd taken it back home and then it was just going to go tell some of its mates to come out as well. Sorry, I don't anyway, know. Uh, but, but they didn't capture it on camera. I was, I was really excited about this scorpion <laughs> moment. I thought it was gonna, that's going to make me look so great. But they didn't, they didn't have it covered, unfortunately. Yeah, or maybe they did, but they thought, well, he's not having that. We're not, he's, he's, he's not having that one. That'll be there somewhere. That'll be there somewhere. Uh, by the way, we must mention the reluctant landlord because that's on Sky and Sky are our commercial partners. Right. Um, so that would be a bit stupid. Uh, so you have a Christmas special in the pub. Yes. Can yeah. Tell us about that. Come on. So uh, basically, the uh, it, it, what happens in this episode is Sean Gibson, who plays my wife Natasha, her sister uh, comes to visit for Christmas, and they don't get on. And it's uh, <laughs> R- Ramesh has decided my character has decided to close the pub for Christmas yeah. and just have a quiet one, and it sort of gets turned upside down. That's basically. very funny. And that that scenario for you, that because char- that isn't you, is it? Is it you? Is it you and the magnifying glass? It's a version of me. It's a, oh, it's a version yeah. of you. Okay. Uh, the Royal Landlord Christmas special, Monday, 23rd December, Sky One at 10 pm. Uh, and what? How, how does Ramesh, the, the other version of you, the many, the, the pub version, the pub yeah. landlord version of you, how does Ramesh find it being married to somebody called Natasha? He loves it. He's a big fan of it, I think. Yeah, I th- well, I'm with him on that. <laughs> yeah, that version of me is with that version of you <laughs> on that. Goodbye. Goodbye. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Dapper Dave, it's over to you to talk about another Dave. There's only one human being who can rival Pamela Anderson in the looking fantastic in a red swimming costume stakes, and I'm pleased to say he's here right now. He started his run in the fantastic 9 to 5, the musical at the Savoy Theatre London last week, batting down the hatches. It's all about to kick off because it's the one and only David Hasselhoff. Good morning to the half. Good morning, good morning, good Good morning. Good morning, Great Britain. One bite or two bites out of that mint there pie. There you go. Yeah. David, uh, you're another guest uh, who's on this show, and then mm. you can say, uh, I'm going on this morning this morning. We get a lot of pre-this morning guests. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, they come here, then they go there, because it's just down the road. Okay, good. That's, that's how that's it works. Good. That's so, good. So we're, once again, we're warming you up for Phil and Holly. Phil and Holly, coming yeah. up soon. All right, so David Hasselhoff, 9 to 5, the musical. Uh, you've taken over which part? Well, you know, the Dabney Coleman is, uh, yeah. and also, uh, um, it's a cool show because it's fun, man. You know, yeah. it's funny. It's like I, I did like seven pantos and I said, I can't do another panto. <laughs> this is almost like a panto. The audience is really into it, you know? I mean, they're, yeah. on. they're working nine to five. All, everybody's getting up and singing. And, and when you make it off color joke, because it's kind of like about the Me Too movement, yep. which I think maybe started with Dolly Parton many years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you make it all. And I, 
I play a, a baddie, I play a bad guy, which is kind of fun. That's why I'm growing this mustache so I can be a little bit tougher. Yeah. And uh, the audience really reacts. And and you know that when you're coming up with an off-color joke, yeah. oh my God, this, this is going to kill them. And they, But they stay with you, and at the end, if you smile, and they get up and they laugh and they play, it's nice. So is your character there to be hated or pitied or a bit of both? Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's, it's really like, it's honest to God, it's like being in the Me Too movement. I'm like really having to watch everything I say backstage. Yes, yes, because... I'm going to freaking harness the whole show. Because you become a hypersensitive... Well, I, I'm hypersensitive about everything, you know. It's like, I mean, Baywatch, you know, my God, you know. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you have to really kind of, I'm going back going, did I say anything? Did I, you know. It's like really everyone's hypersensitive about it, you know. So so when you book the Hoff for a panto or, or for a nine-to-five run, how long, how, first of all, how long are you in this for, nine-to-five? I'm in this until February 8th with Bonnie Langford and Chelsea Halfpenny and Natalie Well McQueen done. Well, this Caroline is good. He's Sheen. doing his homework. Yes, and, and, <laughs> But, and they're great. They're really no. They're really great. But it's really, it's really the girls' show. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did it because I thought it was like a cameo. It's not a cameo. Yeah, yeah. It's the male lead, the baddie, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I've got, you know, I got my my work cut out for me. But it's a lot of fun. So, but when people book you for a pantomime for this, where, where are you when you get the call? How is your life in between these kind of things? Oh my God! I just came off a huge tour. I was doing sixty-five thousand people on a '90s show, and then I was doing my own tour in Germany because it was a the uh, the 30th anniversary of the Berlin Wall coming down. Yep. I did an audio book called Up Against the Wall. I'm doing. I did a movie called Kung Fury based on the uh, the short that's come out. So I've been really busy. And then what happened was the phone. It's basically the phone rang and they said, "Would you like to do nine to five? And I went, "Ah!" And they said, "It's the West End." And I said, "Absolutely." Okay, you're done. The West End is like Broadway, man. It's 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 a heavyweight deal and. Um, you know, I'm on all the buses in town. It's kind of cool. My daughters are in town. I had Christmas yesterday. And uh, the show is fun. And everybody in the show really cares about the show. So if you watch the show, it's a feel-good show, you know? Yeah, and the, th- the audience come and be they're part of it, aren't they? They don't come to watch they it. They come to party. It's yeah, a, like yeah. a giant hen party. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. It's like the audience is like, I would say, I don't know, 65 70% women. And they're just like, ah! And they, they, they scream and they holler, and it's really fun. How nervous were you on the first night? You know what? I, you know, it's really weird. I was, I was nervous because, <laughs> because I was following Brian, and it was, it was a challenge. It was not like a doing your own show, no, like your own concert. It's not a pantomime. It's the West End. It's yeah, a but, proper theatrical production. Yeah, but I've done that. I've done Jekyll and Hyde on Broadway. I've done The Producers, you know, with Mel Brooks. And I've done, I've done that. I've been there and done that. But, and I have do these huge shows in Germany when I'm in concert. You know, but, you know, you got teleprompters. you got everything. You know, you know what's going on. The audience just loves you anyway, no matter what. But honest to God, the audiences have been fantastic. So when you were in the producers, I didn't know that. Did you play the impresario? No, I played uh, Roger Debris. That's what I mean. The game Roger Debris. Yeah, he, here's Roger. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so oh, yeah. I'm myself hile to me. Because yeah. with your now with your mustache, which is a little bit camp, which is supposed to be, isn't it? You that reminds a little bit camp. It is a little bit. Well, you, no one's ever no, said that to no, me. No, because it's not, it's not grown out yet. It's, uh, I've got a backtrack. What do you mean it's not grown out no, no, yet? No, because it's a little bit debris. That would. Well, be did a, you ever have a mustache? No. No, because it was camp. No, because I didn't want to underline a mistake. (laughs) I put on a mustache only... I I grew a mustache and I said, look, if you don't want me to have the mustache, I'll shave it off. Everyone seems to like it. Right, what's next for you? 
Ah, February 8th is the show, and I've been offered to do the show down in Australia. Um, I'm probably going to do my own series. Yeah. I, um, I love Killing Eve. I love doing yeah, a series yeah. up here. I might do something from Germany. They have a great stuff called Dogs of Berlin, which but, is like they're doing it. They're they're looping it in English. So they're doing it with what, what we did with Baywatch, looping it in German. Yeah, yeah. We're looping it in English. And I'm, I'm thinking of doing something like that, a series. But you're having fun. I'm having fun. I'm, most... I'm very happy with my Welsh wife, and I'm spending, I'm eating a lot of Welsh cakes. Okay, <laughs> Welsh cake, all good. David, love to see you. All right, man. Um, you're on this morning. This morning, I'm on this morning. This morning, you have Campy Night Rider with a mustache yeah, baby. from nine to five. <laughs> okay, it's just on the road. Give them my love. Happy Christmas. I will. Happy Merry you, Christmas. You gorgeous old brute. Oh God. <laughs> The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. We've heard from three guests already, but there's loads more still to come. James May chats season four of the Grand Tour. Ben Stokes tells us all about England's World Cup victory during the summer. And YouTube sensations The F2 discuss their new book, Ultimate Footballer. All that and more, but first, Vassos, who's next? Our next guest has played King Lear, Herman Goring and Hannibal Lecter to name but a few. But his crowning glory has to be his turn as Logan Roy in the incredible Sky Atlantic series Succession. Thankfully, if you missed it first time, it's coming back next year. Here to tell us more, it's the newly Golden Globe nominated, the brilliant... Brian Cox. Good morning, Brian. Congratulations. Good morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. How are you today? I'm a little... I've got this sneezing thing, which so I'm liable to sneeze. Right. I've had it for 10 days, and right. it's, it's intermittent. Right. I don't know what it is, but I've, I've had it, So and it's actually been pretty bad this morning, So, but I'm your partner, man. I feel great. Well, congratulations on everything. Thank you so much. Um, how do you feel about the Golden Globe nomination? Well, you know, you, you, it's kind of weird, because you, you kind of go, oh, well, you know, and then you get a nominee, you go, oh, it's great it's fantastic yeah. you know you kind of flip and uh, no it's very nice it's it's um, yeah it's 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 an honor and it's it's great for the show i mean it's uh well it's a great show and we're we're a very happy family so and what's nice is they, they, they've done uh, they've got a critics choice award and both jeremy who plays kendall and Sarah Snook, who plays the wonderful Shiv, they've been nominated in that kind of, and, and for that. So everybody's got a nomination of the family. The only one who hasn't got a nomination is is um, Alan Ruck, who plays. And I can't remember my eldest son's name. What's he called? Connor. <laughs> Connor. Connor. Yeah. Yes, Connor. Connor. He, he's right. the he's the nut job. I mean, he's they're all pre- they're all pretty nutty. Yeah, yeah. But he's, it's quite ironic. Yeah, Connor, Connor, it's yeah. quite ironic, but entirely believable that you describe your cast as a happy family because you are portraying one of the unhappiest families yeah. on the planet, aren't you? I know it's 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 one of the ironies that actually it, it, we do get on phenomenally well together, and it's a it's a great. You know, it's great when we're in the studio. You know, we we just have a great time. You know, and then we and then we go and we um, insult one another deeply, <laughs> <laughs> as deeply as you can. Yeah. Um, 
And so for people who haven't seen Succession, then, you know, in in many ways you're in the pound seats because you've got this yet yeah. to enjoy, uh, season one and season two. Um, they won't even know what it's about. Uh, would you like to describe it to them? Well, <clears throat> it's about... It's about entitlement, really. It's about entitled wealth and these very, very rich people who are very miserable and uh, for obvious reasons. And it's about succession. It's about trying to choose. I mean, I play this character called Logan Roy, and he is trying to choose a successor to take over the business, running the business. But he's not going to let go uh, easily. And he has these various children. And each series more or less deals with one of the children. It kind of it's, it deals with everything. But like the focus of the first series was what they called the bear hug, where my eldest of my second family tries to take over the firm and he fails. And in the second series, it's about my daughter, who I think, who's my favorite, who I think might be the successor. And she fails. Yeah. <laughs> and the third series, we've got uh, my youngest son, who's showing promise, finally, having been this kind of ditz for the last two series. <laughs> so it's... Uh, is that clear? Ditz, yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. It's cool. It's cool, but it's so glamorous. But, oh, like, yeah. but like you say, it's so tragic at the same time, and it just shows you that... Um, they don't. Money, money is not the root of all evil. It does not say that in the Bible. It does say the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Uh, and the love of power, uh, not dissimilar. It's very funny about people who are rich, because people who are very rich have a sense of, especially if they're self-made rich people, they have a sense of themselves, which is almost outside the rest of everything else, because they have to believe in rightly in their own volition and their own personality and their own power. Um, so how come, before you go, Brian, it's lovely to have you here, how come everybody's so good in this programme? Because everybody's so good. Nobody steals a scene no, of anyone else. it's one of the finest casts ever. The scenes are unstealable uh, yeah. because the ensemble is so, yeah. so good. And it is the ensemble. It is a group show. You know, it really is a family show. I mean, not a family show in that sense, but it's, we, are a, we are a family. Before you go, um, without any cauliflowering, obviously, because we're on the radio, um, can, you, can, you, can Logan wish everybody... Uh, a sort of dastardly sort of I always find that hard on, because give, give, it, give it takes me a while to get into Yeah, well, character. it doesn't matter. You've got to go. go. So it's, uh, Merry Christmas, uh, listeners, Virgin Radio, whatever you want. Right. Liberty, well, I have Liberty. actually done a whole bunch no, of... No, I know, I know, but I want more. I want more. What I want, what I want, I want more is what I want. You're a glutton for punishment. Yeah, okay. All right, what do you want me to say? You listen to Virgin Radio. Have a very Merry Christmas. What? Okay. A very Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New all right, uh, this is uh, Logan Roy here, and I just want to say that I hope you have, uh, well, for the want of a better word, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. You have a Merry Christmas too, all right? Thank you, Chris. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. The Pied Piper of Dance is back with Chilled Classics, his third album alongside the Heritage Orchestra. He seems to be mellowing as he gets older, but in a way <laughs> only he knows how. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all gone Pete Tong, but in the best possible way, please welcome the man himself. Pete Tom. Morning, oh, what? Pedro. How what are an you? intro. I'm good, mate. Oh, my goodness, mate. I, li I like your snow. 
Do you? Wait, so we feel very Christmassy. You like the, do you like the view? The view's amazing. It's not terrible, It's is actually it? improved it's from the last w- time I saw it. I know. <laughs> I wonder why that is. I think it's called geography <laughs> and change of employer. Um, how does this compare to your view at home now in Los Angeles, my friend? Um, it's it's well, it's a lot bluer out there in Los Angeles. Yeah, all right. But, um, we get yeah, blue I'm, here not too as, I'm not as high. I haven't actually. I'm not like high up in the hills. I'm kind of low Hollywood hills. When did but... you go to? When did you become a Los Angelino? It's actually ne- nearly six years ago now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any reason for the move? Any big reason? Kind for of. The move? Just, yeah, life never got round to it, and um, my wife used to live there, and um, yeah, work stuff, and sunshine. Hey, when was the? <laughs> when was the? When, tell us about your first ever Dave Doubledecks moment. DJ moment. Yeah, you're school from... disco. School disco. Right. I was I was in a bad like rock band doing Deep Purple covers, yeah. and I, I was about sixteen, fifteen, and I saw a DJ at the school disco, and I had, like two garage turntables with belt drives and a like an amplifier that someone had stolen from their home. But they were and, individual. They weren't like a, a no. It wasn't a, a set up unit. It was um and then and then rapidly that that then then we did move into those kind of built in DJ units. You used to get yeah. My dad my dad got me one. And so so you know when you're young you're ahead of the curve and then you are you are the curve and then as you get older you have to sort of you sort of have to acquiesce away from the curve or you know hand it on or it's taken from you or, or whatever. <laughs> um, but technology now and what's going on now uh, you know with people who are our age you know. <laughs> that we, that we well, you know, long, 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 long ago now. Do you have to feel? Is there any pressure for you to feel current and up with everything? Yes, yeah, yeah, to a certain extent, but it's it's not a it's not a problem. It's always, I always had this curiosity about new music and discovering new music and sharing it. it was that it was that simple? And in terms of live performance. Um, you know, I, I just keep varying it, and and obviously going on stage with an orchestra now is um it's quite a lonely pursuit being a DJ sometimes you see. So now I have sixty five people on stage. Yeah, with you're me. overcompensated, <laughs> haven't you? You've definitely played catch up there. Now I've been banging yeah. on about the fact all week, and um, we're not going to the Strictly final. We're going to watch you at the Albert Hall. Now that's that's because it's in my mind from last it's time, isn't O2, it? The O2 actually. I know, so I, know. Go... <laughs> I know. But is that because is that where you played last time? The Albert no, the first it started at the Albert there Hall you the, go. during the proms. I knew there was yeah. some link. Yeah, yeah. Now I was invited to curate a prom. Um, and do something a bit younger and a bit a bit kind of sexier for the prom. So we celebrated going to Ibiza, and and that's where it started. Twenty fifteen, mad. And it just, I mean, it it really it was a smash hit straight away. It was a breakout hit, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. This thing, it viral. Was, there was no messing <laughs> we about. Went, was we there? went viral within the first five minutes. You thought, hang on. <laughs> yeah, with the first five minutes of the show, everyone in the Royal Albert Hall standing up, kind of raving, and it, then we looked around at each other, going, "This is something magical is going on here." And you know what's going to happen, don't you? So you know where it's going to go from an energy point of view. Yeah, and we but we can. Yeah, you know, me and Jules Buckley, we 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 kind of send signals to each other, and we can extend sections of the show. So if people are really losing it, then we can increase you- the losing itness. <laughs> And how much you've... Uh, or if people are looking a bit wobbly, we can say that's enough. So, yeah. so yeah, I was going to say, when do you call time on each sequence of the whole set? Well, we you have, they have a curfew at some most of the venues. No, but, no, no, um, no, 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 but within oh, the set, within the set. That's well, it, they need when, a rest when the, now. Um, when the, particularly when the string players are looking at us and, and their fingers they're are bleeding. actually starting to bleed and smoke <laughs> and, um, and they're growling. And you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to pee off um, you know a, a thirty piece string section, especially when most of them are ladies. And what's it, what's it like? What's it like hanging out with those guys? Oh, they're they're worse. They're worse than they rock are. and roll bands. I they know, are worse than DJs. Um, orchestras on the road is unbelievable. I, I left them alone last night, so I left them in Glasgow. 
right? And and they were kind of okay. And they were like wave. They all they all pack up their violins and they they yeah. go down the backstage like bye bye Pete. See you on Tuesday yeah. in Ta-da. Cardiff. And they'll just think of the carnage on the way down of yeah. like what's happened. Yeah, especially you know if you throw Glasgow into the mix as well. Exactly. Uh, just many, trying getting out of there. <laughs> how many days is this tour? It's been nine. Nine. nine and yeah. So what's the longest you've ever done? Um, well, two weeks. Two, yeah. Two weeks is, a, is is what it takes to get around the UK. Two and a half weeks when we go to Ireland and stuff. I was going to say overseas. Yeah, well, yeah. How, how far do you export? That was actually that was actually probably the the funniest longest night actually Dublin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how long can you carry on with this uh, gorgeous groovy gravy train? I, I don't know. It's like uh, I mean, we'd, it was a lovely surprise at that stage of my career to for, for it to come along, and we'll, we'll you know we're having a lot of fun with it. There's still a lot more tunes we could uh, reimagine, and a lot more places we could go and play. Well, so if people still want to come out and um, join in, then we'll keep doing it. So what are the plans then? So you must have a plan. Well, we're announcing next year's tour, like at this at the end of this week. Um, which so it's becoming like this annual event, and then it's always a, a challenge to see if we can travel with it. I mean, I th- think you know, it'd be lovely to take it to Michael Evis's farm one year, wouldn't it? Oh, like next year, we do. We've announced the Isle of Wight festival, whoa, which whoa, is going to be whoa, 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 whoa. that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, why would they say that? Is that, has that been mooted at all? Obviously, it's been mooted from your way to there. <laughs> I don't know if they got 65, like, yeah, you know, tents that we can put the orchestra in. Oh, or something well, I'm in. sure they'll find them. Yeah, I'm but sure we're they'll... doing the Isle of Wight Festival actually. We announced that, which is I've never done that. So it's going to be amazing. All right, as well. no, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Peter, it's lovely to have you here. Uh, you, Thank you. You notch up your 60th year on the planet next year. Um, yeah. What are you going to do to celebrate that? I haven't thought about it yet. What's the date? <laughs> it's the 30th of July. It's day to car fest. <laughs> it's the same day. It's the same. No, it's that weekend. Okay. <laughs> it actually is that weekend and I didn't plan that at all right. what a I love work with the wife the best way for you to yeah. raise money for it to celebrate your birthday is to raise money for little kiddies who need it yeah. there you Absolutely. go you have to do yeah. that <laughs> sign here alright uh, all right, when are you back to LA um, after Christmas. I'm going right. to spend Christmas in the Blighty. But we'll see you on the Isle of Dogs on Saturday night. Yep, absolutely. All right. Ta-da, yep. that's Pete Thank Tom. you. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Our next guest takes to the oceans in the brand new episode of The Grand Tour and for his new travel series, Our Man in Japan, has the unique claim of playing the part of a Japanese animated dog. Luckily for us, he's not animated, he's not a dog, and he's not in Japan anymore. He's right here. It's the one and only James May. Good morning, James. Good morning. Well, Thank you. James, why didn't you tell me it wasn't as easy as you made it look? What? Hosting car programmes, for heaven's sake. Oh, I see. I, yeah. thought, I was hoping you weren't going to bring that up, Chris, no, well, so, to save awkwardness. It's the elephant but it, in the room, for heaven's sake. Um, yeah, no, it's not easy. But no, 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 this isn't easy. No, the I media know. isn't easy. No, People I know, think but, it is. It's all terribly hard. And, but you know you're really good at hosting a motoring show when you don't even need any cars on it, because... The, we can, the, we can now, the news is out now, isn't it? The new Christmas special doesn't have cars on it. No, there isn't a single car in it. <laughs> no, no, par- well, apart from one that you see drive by at one point, but otherwise it's all boats and a few bicycles. Now, that's yeah, confidence very, for you, isn't it? It's very on message, Chris. It's, no, it's very you, modern. Tell us as much as you want us to know about your Christmas special without blowing too much that's in it. OK, so it's, it's, um, it's a typical Grand Tour special in that it's an adventure and a journey, except we use boats instead of cars. We're in Vietnam and Cambodia. Um, or I should say Cambodia, then Vietnam, on the Mekong, and we are quite surprised at some of the things we find that are to do with uh, very pertinent uh, topics, such as the environment. Uh, so did you set out with that in mind? No. no really? No, 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 of course not. I mean, we know it's an issue. We know that things are like damming the Mekong is an issue. That's been known for a long time. But we, we thought we would have 
I mean, the bit, I don't want to give too much away for people who haven't seen it yet. And why haven't you? It's been out since midnight. But uh, the um, the big lake, we expected to be powering across that. And that would be a glorious display of boatsmanship. Um, but nobody spent most of the time stuck. It was so shallow. There was so little water in it. It's an eighth the size it should be. The rainy season should have started by the time we were there and it hadn't. And in some places, the water was less than two feet deep. And did you divvy the boats up? Is it a three-boat challenge? Yeah, yeah, was it chose... supposed to be a three-boat challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We chose our own boats. It's exactly the same as we would do with cars. You choose your own car, and then right. when you turn it, the others go, ho, 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 why have you done that, you idiot? You know, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to go to certain It sounds extent. so simple, doesn't it, when he puts it like that, and it really isn't. It's a very fragile formula, as you know, Chris. It's yeah. difficult to sustain. But, yeah, so we've got sort of comedy-contrasting boats, and that's all great. You know, that's, that's sort of comfortable. That's what you would expect us to do. And then you think now there'll be some jinx because they'll crash into each other and one of them will drift off or whatever. But what we had to confront was the near impossibility of doing what we set out to do because... You can't drift on, no, on land. Can you can't you drift really? on no water, no. You've been grand touring since 2016. Yes. Four series in? This is our fourth series, in effect, so yes. the, and, and the series drop when? Um, well, this one drops today. No, this, is, well, this a, isn't a series. It's well, just a one, the series. No, but the, the series, the, this is where it gets confusing because yeah. we shouldn't really use the word series. It's it's misleading. This, this series is two big specials, right. two big feature film-length specials. This one is out. We filmed the other one. We haven't quite decided when it will Can you tell drop. us anything about that one? Yeah, I think it's well known. We go to Madagascar. Right. Um, there, It's in cars, most importantly. Mm-hmm. There is a piratical theme to it let's say <laughs> okay. and and we crave your indulgence with that one it's a it's a very i'm going to say it's a very long sketch but i think quite a good one I mean, it's still in edit so but nobody minds because they just want to be in your company they want to have you in the living room they just want to have you on the telly you three well i hope so I can't, I, can't see, I can't see any other point to us no, well, apart no. from that really well uh, well you have one other point which we can talk about as well because um uh, on amazon prime video you've got this new solo uh pr- project, I don't know how else to describe it, uh, called Our Man in Japan. Now, that is so you, because Our Man in Japan, which is, what is it, six episodes? Six episodes, yes. Six one hours. Yeah. Are you going, there's only one thing better than going to Japan anyhow, to find out more about it, is going there and getting paid for it as well. And uh, you've got six, yes. six one-hour <laughs> films in Japan. Yeah. Um, so, so here we go. So episode one from series four of the Grand Tour, and there's only two episodes, so make the most of them, yeah, right? but they're long. It's available today. <laughs> that's from midnight, and it's available Christmas courses, because that's how it works. And James May, our, our man in Japan, four series available. Uh, so all episodes available on the 3rd of Jan, all six one hours. Yes, that drops as what, what used to be called a boxed set. Right, OK. In one go. We've got an electric piano here. We have an mm. e-piano. Uh, we, we, we sort of, we, we are flirting with having a conversation, we're not on for much longer, about e-cars. Because you now have two, don't you? Yeah, I've got three, actually. Three, OK. Yeah, did you ever like think one. Did you ever think there would come a day when you would embrace, because you really have embraced, three electric cars in your life? Well, I, I think we've always known, like, this is a complicated subject, we've known since the early 20th century, or even the late 19th century, that electric motors are a sensible way to drive a car because they're simple and they're quiet and they're clean and all the and rest the of it. first London buses were electric motors. Yes, right? exactly. I mean, the electric cars outnumbered all other types of car in, in America in about 1910, in New York, full of electric cars. The problem's just been electricity. But the way I see it is, I mean, my main interest is the future of the car and where it might go. And, I mean, I've got one hydrogen car, one battery electric car. They've both got electric motors in, which I think will probably be part of the solution. And the other thing is, you know, we've been talking about the environment and green issues with the Grand Tour and so on. I, 
if you put all that aside, if we let's imagine that global warming, warming turns out to be a myth, all the things we're doing in the pursuit of dealing with it, like quieter, more reliable cars, less junk in the ocean, uh, a nicer environment in cities, sustainable engine, uh, energy, infinite recyclability, all these things, we'd still want to do them, wouldn't we? Yeah. I think, is that fair? Yeah. I mean, there's still things that will make our lives nicer and easier. And I'm, I'm interested in the car part of it, not really from an environmentalist point of view, although that's obviously why it's there. But it's because what is the future of the car? There's no point being entrenched and dwelling on the past of it because that's going to fade away. Uh, right, uh, I think we're done. I think we're, uh, we're more or less done. Um, uh, what are we doing for Christmas, James? Uh, I'm staying at home and cooking. I have a gift for you. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to be in so trouble if I don't give it. It's for all three of you, and it's just some pieces of paper. So. Oh, from Japan? Yes. OK, what do they mean? They are your names. Oh, thank you. Did you draw these yourself? Could I'd, you write these yourself? I'd I have done a bit of it. I'd love to say I did those, but those are actually done by a professional. You can tell you if you much. look And what would we do? What might we do with these? Bookmarks? Bookmarks, or, or simply hang it on the wall. Because Fire it'll be good for you. Fire lighters, <laughs> if you like. Yeah. But they're, they're not, they're not single-use calligraphy. I should say it's calligraphy, because we're on the radio. It I? is calligraphy, isn't it? It's gorgeous. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. They're known for their flicks, their tricks, and their massive amount of online clicks. Their brilliant new book, F2 Ultimate Footballer, How to Build the Perfect Player, is out now. Jeremy Lynch is having a nightmare on the tube, but we have one <laughs> half of the F2 right here, right now. Please welcome the wonderful Billy Wingrove. Morning, Billy. What an introduction! He's great. He's, he's, he's well, the best. He, the he best. writes them all. It's all his own work. Yeah, yeah. All. Uh, so, so Billy, first of all, thank you for what you do for kids. Oh wow! No, the, seriously, the... you are such a force for good in, in in the world of kids and people who love football. Uh, the F two. If people don't know who the F two are, how did you come about? Where did you start? Who have you played for? And where are you at now? All that story, please. So, well, f- thank you first and foremost for your kind words, Chris. It means it means a hell of a lot to me. Um, our hobby is our job, and we're lucky we don't have to work a day in, in our life. Um, we just make football content, and we're so blessed that we've got such a unique fan base that support us all the way. You know, without their support, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing as a job. Being a footballer, obviously, that's the first and foremost what we'd love to be. Right, we didn't make it as footballers. You got pretty close, so tell us, yeah, tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, we both got pretty close. I mean, Jez was in the Arsenal setup. I was at Spurs for a short period, uh-huh. and I went into semi-pro football, um, and it got to the stage where, you know, you need. There's so many variables to being a footballer. You need uh, an element of luck, skill, determination. Your face has to fit at the right place, and then you need. I always say, like, we're incredibly skillful, and we've got certain attributes that are really strong. But to be a footballer, you kind of need an overall game. You know, you need to be able to read the game. You need strength. You need fitness. The dedication was a big thing. You know, how many people are prepared not to go out clubbing at a certain age and <laughs> and girls and women at a young age? And, and it does happen to the majority of young footballers. Um, they choose that path. But a dedicated few that have got the the they get a bit lucky, but they've got the skill. They've got the technique. They've got the desire. They've made it through. So, but we were just lucky that. We found another avenue, another path within football to go down and still demonstrate our skills and impact young people. And two billion hits later and counting. I mean, it's going to go all the way for as long as you want to carry on. Uh, so, so videos, uh, they're a minute long, they're a 10 minutes long. Um, and uh, Are you aware, you must have heard about this, right? Now the kids are here, Noah, Noah and Seb and Ollie are here who play, play for Ascot, the, in the Ascot United set up and play at school at Bishopsgate as well. And they're going back to school before lunchtime, all right, boys? Okay. <laughs> Oh. No detours to Hamleys or anywhere like that. You're going straight back to where you came from. I'll try and drag this interview out as long as I can, <laughs> lads. At least till last lessons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, questions, questions. Seb, you got a question? Uh, yeah. Um, how many keepy-ups can you do in one go? So, my record is 9,762. <laughs> oh, my 
Um, but that's not even that much, really. Uh, it's a time thing. It's not. It's, it's just a time and concentration thing. How do you keep so, on counting? So, so how I kept on counting is this is what I had to do. I had to. Nine thousand seven hundred sixty-two. It was four. an hour and forty-two minutes, right? So I, I juggled the ball for an hour and forty-two minutes. You can't count that much. You'd lose count and the, the focus. So what I'd done is I I timed it. And then after I finished, I'd done a minute's worth of kick-ups and then I multiplied it by the amount of time I was juggling the ball. And that's how I got to the, to the record. OK, let's have some more questions. Vassos. So we've got some from Instagram. This is uh, Juice T underscore 15. Who is the better footballer, you or Jeff? Oh! Well, he's nowhere to be seen, he's so I, I can seen. openly say me, can't I? No, I, mean, I, know, I, know, I tell you, he's the most honest, punctual footballer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to be honest, we're, we're actually totally different players. Our style of play is like saying who's better, Gareth Bale or Iniesta. Did I just liken ourselves to Gareth Bale and Iniesta? <laughs> yeah, but in these guys' eyes, you're better than those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, well, who do you think's the best footballer, Jezza or Billy, Seth? Yes. No, don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. Next time um, I'm going to be okay, late. OK, Seb, do you want to go outside in the cold and wait for Jezza to arrive? <laughs> yes. y- you, might, you might be sometime. He does exist! Yay! He's not a hologram! Jezza is in the house. The F1 has become the, the F2. F2. Blimey, O'Reilly. You're right. Guys, first and foremost, can I apologise to everyone? <laughs> no, I've been listening. No, no, you no, don't you even need no, me. The show's been no. brilliant so far. Yeah. I set two alarms, turned them both off. There's no excuse for it. I'm, I'm, it's unacceptable. I'm forgivable. <laughs> I'm a disgrace. I'm going to leave now. Okay. Thanks, guys. Carry on. Pick up without me. Is it a straight red, Jez? Is it a straight red? It's a straight... That's a sackable. How, do you ha- how would you handle that, by the way? Say I'm a member of staff. Yeah. I've come in late for the biggest show in the UK. Yeah. This is like a big one for us. Yeah. Am I sacked? I've got to be. I think, I think we'll put, it, put this one down to experience. Yeah. But the next one will be, it'll be standard procedure, um, verbal, written, and then, then you're out, mate. OK? But you're all right for now. Uh, when I was walking through, you should have seen it. You would have laughed. They were, like, in a frenzy saying, they haven't mentioned the book much. If you get on there, oh, no, can we haven't you mentioned mention the book at all, to be honest. <laughs> you we just got carried away with the, the fact you're here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, let's not. This is why they're here. <laughs> Sorry. We've never done that before. No, really, we're We've usually never really done that before. It's quite fun. Let's, they're, they're in a massive Pro footballers, we... <laughs> secret tips revealed. F2, ultimate football. Basically, We've got a book out. It's, it's, for, it's for Christmas. It's mainly aimed at kids. It's just it's, rolled in. It's, it's got it. Yeah. the book down. It's, so we've got a book out. Yeah. See ya. It's called the Ultimate Footballer. I've been listening to this interview, <laughs> stuck in traffic for half an hour, and although he may be on time, he's not on message. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a book out. Did you know this? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, they've got a book out. <laughs> and do you know why no. you didn't know? We'll pay you later. Because <laughs> Billy hasn't mentioned it for half an hour. It's not really my job. It's really his job because it's your book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it I were should, my I book, got it in. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not fair. It's not uh, fair that we're, we're beating you up now, is it? No, 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 I was just trying to think of how I could have got it in. And when you asked one of the questions, like, um, or any of them, really, who's your favourite footballer? Messi or Ronaldo? I should have gone. Well, actually, um, they both feature in our book. Yeah, and, and that things was, like that. You, you were trying to team yeah. me up, weren't you? Yeah, you that F2, was a through ball. I just yeah. didn't finish. In our book, F two Ultimate Footballer, um, yeah. we referred to many of these questions. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> We've got other people to interview now. Is that all right? Are you happy? Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Have we mentioned the book enough? What, F2 Ultimate Football are available in all good bookstores? (laughs) (laughs) It is actually a really good book. Can I just say something about it? Yeah, sure. This book is quite interactive because (laughs) anyone can create their own Ultimate Footballer. So we take key elements of... It could be heading, techers, control, dribbling, shooting. And I build my ultimate footballer and Jez builds his and we compare it against each other's and then ask the kid to choose theirs and send them in. So it's quite an interactive book. Um, 
Yeah. And we have no other F2 products at the moment besides our clothing so it's like the only tangible f2 christmas stocking present. for yeah, you can get so all right well done like i mean you, you honestly you've you've not had much time but you've made the most of it well done thank you very Congratulations. much <laughs> pleasure thanks for having me round of applause please for the f2 come on more come on the best of the chris evans breakfast show with sky on virgin radio the 14th of july and 25th of august are cemented into the nation's hearts and it's all because of our next guest he helped england dramatically win the cricket world cup then only six weeks later produced the most extraordinary comeback in the history of the ashes here with his new book on fire my story of england's summer to remember please welcome the man with the masterstroke it's ben stokes Hello, Ben. Hi, how you doing? Very well, thank you. All the better for seeing you. You're just back from New Zealand. You're just about to head off to South Africa. What is Christmas Day like with an English cricket team on tour? Uh, yeah, it's a bit different to what, you know, how people normally celebrate, I guess, in England. You know, we've got a game the next day. Although it's away from home and stuff like that, it's still one of those, you know, special times that, you know, you still get to spend with your family and, you know, teammates and stuff like that. Different, but still good. Now, have you written your Christmas list? Uh, I'm pretty. My wife says I'm pretty useless at giving her ideas for Christmas presents, but she always seems to pull it out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of writing stuff, Sports Personality of the Year, you know you're the six to one on favourite. Have you written your speech? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm obviously looking forward to the evening. It's it's, it's going to be a great night, and you know, even I'm sat here now before it's even, it's it's great to. It's an honour in itself to be, you know, recognised and, and be one of the nominees of the evening. What a year. As a sports-loving kid, I obviously had, as, as all sports-loving kids did, as I'm sure you did, big dreams. But even kids couldn't have imagined the summer you had. Yeah, I mean, like, even as a, you know, 28-year-old before that World Cup started, you know, we were dreaming of winning yeah. that World Cup. We were like kids before the tournament started. And then at the end of it, you know, after seven weeks, to, to be there and, and lifting the trophy was... You know, the, all of our dreams came true. You say at the end of the book, and by the way, I love this book. It's real. It's a real kind of insight. It's what you were thinking at every point, which I think sports fans really want to, want to hear and want to read. So, so thank you very much for writing it. But you say at the end of the book, it's the very last line of the book. I promise I'll do all I can to make the years ahead just like 2019. <laughs> Good luck with that. Because 2019, you must have sensed it in that dressing room. It was really special. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to sort of be here now and look back on you know some of the moments that happened in that summer and England were involved in quite a lot of them and you know we have we obviously had goals set out at the start of the summer which was you know the World Cup in the Ashes you know we also had another one of you know making cricket big again and, and um, getting new fans and making it um, you know obviously it's very hard to compete with football and stuff like that but making cricket a sport that you know, we can aspire the next generation, you know, and... Making cricket sexy, making think, cricket cool. I, we, we managed to do that at the end of the summer, you know, it was all be good and well saying at the start of the summer, but I don't think we really imagined that we could have done what we did. You know, the, the new fans that we managed to bring to the game was just sensational. So we mentioned you had two extraordinary moments personally in this team game, that the World Cup final and the Headingley Ashes test, those two kind of epoch-making innings that you played... Which is your favourite? I can't choose. Oh, no, God. Is it like, uh, like, really? Uh, yeah. If you had to take one of them to a desert island? Couldn't. Really? Yeah. Because I, I can choose for you. That's, yeah, you, 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 can, you can choose. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be the World Cup the final o- every the time. The only difference between, like, the only thing that I think 
this isn't an answer saying I prefer it, but the you know, difference is obviously there was something to show for um, the end of the World Cup knock. You know, obviously we had a trophy and stuff like that, but in terms of of what they meant to England cricket and England fans at that specific time, I think it's very hard for me to be able to say oh, I prefer this one over that one. It's too tough. How do the two crowds in London and Leeds, how do they compare? Very different, um, up until a certain point at both. Yeah. <laughs> Lords is generally a very, um, not dull crowd, but quiet crowd just because Genteel. of... Genteel. Yes, because of, you know, it's Lords, it's the whole yeah. cricket, it's, um, you know, the MCC ties and the Blazers and stuff like that. It's very just sit down and watch. But as the game when we were batting, especially me and Joss, it just sort of getting louder and louder and louder and um, never been at a game before where Lords has ever been like that, so loud and so, you know, the atmosphere was buzzing. It's normally just a constant hum of 20,000 people speaking. But on the final, it was just, it was quite, you know, it sent shivers down your spine. And Could, could you feed off that? Do you feed off that? Does it help you? Does it make you more, more nervous in a funny sort mm, of way? No, I mean, at one point, we, we both said to each other, right, this crowd's awesome. Like, we had to sort of go, right, come on, let's switch back on here as good as this is. Like, we have, we've got still got a job to do out here and... Headingley is, you know, once that Western Terrace starts going, like, no one can stop him. Um, that's especially towards the end of the day when the beers are starting to take an effect. But, you know, especially towards the end of, you know, me, well, me and Leach, he started batting towards the end of that. Honestly, it was just so loud. But I think I managed to do quite well over the last two, three years is sort of, if I'm out there trying to do something, is take myself away from what's happening around me. Um, and just, you know, as I explained, I sort of feel like I'm in a bubble when I'm batting. And nothing can get into that, which is why, you know, I had to watch both, you know, the World Cup final and the Ashes back to really get a grasp of, of what it was. Because when you're out there, you don't see all of that stuff. You don't hear all of what's going on. Also, I mean, it sounds a bit cringy to say that you go and watch yourself back, but um, I'm not the only player who's, who's done it. You know, <laughs> I say Owen Morgan, our captain, honestly, we've he's just showed. I think the whole of England have sinned the three and a half minute World Cup final montage 15 times. James Vince got married at the end of the summer. And once the night got a bit longer, he was just showing everybody. He was like, yeah, I've seen it already, mate. And he's like, no, look, look, one more time, one more time. I was like, yes, Morgs, I've seen it. I was there. <laughs> well, Ben, congratulations on the book. The book is On Fire. Never was a book better titled than this. On Fire, my story of England's summer to remember. How do you kick on from this? Well, hopefully it's just a stepping stone, you know, for not just myself, but the team. We've got so many important things to look forward to in terms of what we want to be we've got the um, Ashes in Australia we've got the T20 World Cup so we've got so many things to focus on that you know 2019's been and gone as great as it was I think we've learned about ourselves as individuals and as teams you know through what we've been through and what we're capable of so hopefully you know onwards from here we just get better and better and better that last answer that's an excellent acceptance speech for sports personality <laughs> on Sunday. Good luck with that. <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.